Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Nest Realty and Realtor Janet Oppenheimer. A senior resource specialist, Janet serves the Asheville, North Carolina area. Visit nestrealty.com and look for your trusted mountain community advisor, Janet Oppenheimer. And by Asheville Farms. Unlock the potential CBD has in your life with Western North Carolina's premier supplier of high-quality hemp and CBD products. Visit our store location at 28 Lexington Avenue in Asheville and by visiting AshevilleHempFarmsNC.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. This is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And good news, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Pandora, and all your favorite podcast platforms. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, travel tips, and uplifting stories to show you how to do good and feel good. My guest today is Diana Ralston, the founder and executive director of Candade, a national nonprofit that's creating a movement rallying people to become catalysts for change in their own communities. And Diana, it is so great to have you here on Speaking of Travel today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Well, Diana, it sounds like you have had years of experience in the nonprofit sector, and I've heard that you have some unconventional and more of an entrepreneurial approach to giving back and changing the way people think about philanthropy. And I really would love to pick your brain on that. Absolutely. Yeah, I do have um, many, many years of nonprofit experience. I uh, was in a lot of arts organizations in a small mountain town that I lived in for about 20 years in Crested Butte, Colorado. And most recently, I, as you said in your intro, um, had the the good fortune to be able to found this nonprofit um, with the help of uh, my college friend, Dale Katechis, who was the founder and owner of Oscar Blues Brewery. And we have been a nonprofit for almost nine years now, which is exciting, but it's definitely a different take on 
nonprofits. You know, most are fairly traditional and have a narrow focus in what they they are, uh, what their mission is, and what they're doing. And Candade has a very broad approach. We're not afraid to to adapt our programs, to listen to community needs, and see if there's a way for us to help. We're definitely of the the mindset that if there is something that needs to be done, and we have a little bit of skills and knowledge that can help, we're going to give it a shot. It may not always work. And so then we'll change directions to try something different. And I think that's the entrepreneurial approach that is part of my my own DNA and the board and the team that has come to be the candidate staff. So it's a little bit different. Well, I love your passion and enthusiasm. And I think that this model, you know, when they talk about it takes a village, it sounds like that's kind of what you're doing. You're creating a village. You're bringing people into the community and showing them how they can, how they can do some good. Give us a little idea of how that actually works. Sure. Um, honestly, the, the whole premise behind Candade is that Everyone has the ability and desire to give back and do good. And so Candade hosts uh, public-facing events all across the country where people can come together and do exactly that. So whether it's through our Treads and Trails program, where we're inviting community members to come actually roll up their sleeves, turn a wrench, build a bicycle, build a skateboard that then get donated to underserved kids all across the country in an effort to get them off their screens and being more healthy and active. Or it's inviting people to come hand out canned drinking water uh, to communities in need post-disaster or spending a morning cleaning up a riverbed or a beachfront. All of these things are ways that people can connect with other people in their community, but also see the immediate impacts of their work. And the thing that I think is so sort of magical about all of it is that when you do something good for someone else, it actually feels really good. So it's this amazing ripple effect. You do something good. It feels great. You want to do more of it. You bring your friends, you bring your kids, you rally people to come join you at the next opportunity to volunteer. And this whole generosity, this whole cycle of giving and this ripple effect of generosity just continues to grow. And so by making things fun, accessible, and inclusive, Uh, we're just giving people a platform to come together and do something good. Well, it sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like a lot of uh, moving parts in getting the community involved. How does that work? How do you, you're, you're nationwide, you're based where you're in Denver, Colorado, is that right? Our office is in Longmont, Colorado, but yes, we do programs all across the U.S. And again, one of the ways that we've been able to scale is because of general volunteers' genuine desire to get involved and do something. And so we host an event. We really just use social media mostly to to get the word out that this event is happening. It's free for people to come sign up and volunteer. We do ask them to sign up on our website so that we know how many volunteers we have and we're organized and ready to welcome them and have the tools for whatever program they're participating in. But we just post it on social and our, um, we do have a number of corporate partners that, that fund some of these. So sometimes we're doing a, a program with a corporation and their employees are the ones building the bicycles or the skateboards or doing the cleanup. And sometimes they're just funded by a, a larger corporation so that the community can come together. 
And what we've seen time and time again is that people are really just looking for ways to get involved and give back. And I think right now, especially with so much happening regionally, locally, globally, that's making people feel more isolated or, um, you know, the news you turn on, there's mass shootings, there's the global pandemic, there's the escalating mental health crisis. So people are overwhelmed and don't know how to help. And so Candid provides this nice, easy, accessible platform for them to help. And you have certainly the back research to show that it really does work. You've been, how long did you say the nonprofit? Nine years? It'll be nine years in September. Yes. Well, congratulations. So I'm sure the ripple effect over a nine-year period is being able to see that it works, that people are actually engaged and, and participating and happy, happy people being able to do that. Exactly. You know, it's been really rewarding to see Candade resonate with so many people because, like I said, it's a pretty basic premise. Hey, we all want to do good and give back. But when you start to, to see these people that coming out of the woodwork and then pinging us or emailing us or asking on social, hey, when's the next Candade event in my community? Um, you know, you're, you're on to something pretty powerful. And it's been amazing and humbling to watch this grow. And again, without the support of the volunteers, we wouldn't be able to do all that we do. Um, so I'm, I'm just grateful that it's it seems to be resonating with folks and that we're having more and more people reach out. So do you have like people on the ground in different cities who are working with you, who are putting these events together? We do. We have a staff right now of nine people. And then we have about a dozen more, what we're calling gig workers, for lack of a better term, but that are paid by the gig that have most of them have come to us because they've been volunteers at Candade. They said, I love this, raise their hand, sign, sign me up, I want more. And so we've put them through a training program. Now they're Candade gig workers. Some are based in, uh, we have a few core cities where we're trying to, to do a lot of work for a long time. Rather than just this broad approach, we're ca- trying to go deeper and create bigger, longer lasting relationships in these cities. So Austin, Texas, uh, the Denver Boulder area here in Colorado, Nashville, Tennessee, Asheville, North Carolina, and Hartford, Connecticut are sort of our core cities. So we do have gig workers that are based there, which also is a tremendous help because they are the ones saying, hey, here's where the biggest need is in my community right now. And then Candade, our team says, okay, how can we help? What can we do? Wow. Well, Diana, when we come back from the break, I want to talk more about this. It really is such an unconventional approach to giving back into the community and what's the website where people can be checking it out while, while they're listening here. It's www.candaid.org and they can sign up for the newsletter and see upcoming events in their area. That is really great. And I love these core cities. So when we come back, let's talk about how you're going deeper and really how people can get involved. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here today with Diana Ralston. She's the founder and executive director of Candade, and they're a national nonprofit that is really creating a movement. And we'll talk more about that when we come back. Stay tuned. It's summertime in Subieville, which means it's time for adventure here in western North Carolina. Or more aptly, time to get outdoors and outgoing down a road less traveled. 
When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And off the beaten path, nothing says tough like the tried and true reliability of an all-wheel drive Subaru. There's a reason why 97% of Subarus sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today and ready for the next adventure. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. And my guest today is Diana Ralston. She's the founder and executive director of Candaid. She's based out of Colorado. And Diana, I have to tell you, you know, I first heard about Candaid actually at an Oscar Blues event. So it was with the Steep Canyon Rangers. And I guess now that I'm hearing more about how you all put it together. There was somebody here who put this event together and you all like a trio went in together. Yeah. You know, Candid actually was born within the walls of Oscar Blues Brewery and in the wake of a disaster that hit the front range of Colorado. So there was a flood in September of 2013 that really literally almost destroyed the town where the birthplace of Dale's Pale Ale and Oscar Blues. And so at the time, everybody involved, myself included, um, in getting Candidate started, we all worked at Oscar Blues Brewery. And so, again, I think it was just that DNA of, hey, what can we do? How can we help? And people, because it was a national brand, um, people reached out all around the country. I mean, we had people from New York City that had Dale's Pale Ale on tap saying, hey, I heard about Lions. How can we help? And so people wanted to send money and wanted to help because it was in national news, you know, homes and lives lost and everything destroyed. So we that was actually how we got our expedited 501c3 was because there was such tremendous need. But Dale, the owner of Oscar Blues, and I had been talking for almost a year prior to that event about starting a nonprofit. So the disaster is what propelled us um, into becoming a 501c3 so quickly. But then from there, we have created all of these flagship signature programs like the Treads and Trails and Music and Arts, et cetera. Uh, but we do still partner with the craft beer industry. Um, one, of the, one of the things that we do that's staying true to our roots of that disaster response is we partner with not only Oscar Blues, but some other craft breweries like Sleeping Giant down in Denver. And some others have helped out along the way to can clean drinking water that we then distribute to communities in need post-disaster. And so, you know, going into a community because we had this, you know, very local, personal connection with the town of Lyons, Colorado, and saw what this devastating, you know, traumatic event, uh, what role it played on the community, we started realizing that there was more that we could do, that not only do people need water, shelter, and food, they need other things to go from simply like surviving to thriving. And so that's where the music and arts comes in. That's where we believe, you know, the treads and trails, access to outdoor activities, moving your body, being healthy and active, having a clean planet, you know, taking care of Mother Earth. Those things we believe are all part of, you know, sort of this holistic approach to making sure a community is thriving after a disaster. And you don't need to have a disaster, obviously, to want those things. But that's 
sort of been our approach. So we've done this in Houston and other areas that have been impacted by tornadoes or floods or wildfires. And people just show up and they and they want to do good. And you had said earlier that you believe it's a fundamental belief that everybody can give back and do good. And it sounds like that's what you are actually proving to be true. You know, it's it's really it's funny. Like we we feel like it's this funny little secret sauce, but it's like once you do good, you realize how good it feels and you want to pull more people into it. So it's it's altruistic and also self-serving because we're getting this oxytocin, we're getting all of these good feelings and we're connecting with other human beings, which obviously, you know, I think that as humans, we're, we're hardwired to connect with others. And so it's really just, it sounds so simple, but it, it's pretty magical when you see it happen. Even people that are coming out to, you know, we might host something at an Oscar Blues or another craft brewery. Hey, post it on social, people come help us build these skateboards. So people who wouldn't necessarily think of themselves as philanthropic or charitable or quote unquote do-gooders, they come, they come because they love skateboarding and they build a bunch of skateboards. And then we say, hey, if you want to, you can come with us tomorrow. We're going to surprise an entire first grade class at a local school and we're going to give them skateboarding lessons. They're each going to go home with a brand new skateboard and a helmet and we want you to come join us. And so it's just been that type of kind of grassroots organic um, growth that people, you know, these 20 somethings come out never thinking of themselves as maybe, a, you know, having this platform to give back. And so that has been really interesting too, to see the types of volunteers that are drawn to Candade. So we really have a, a pretty wide age group and um, interesting demographic of folks that come out and volunteer for candidate programs. And it also sounds like you have this, like you were just saying earlier about, you know, when you go into a disaster area or an area that needs help, you know, a lot of time people are, well, they need water, they need food, but for so many people, they need, they need so much more than that, just nurturing and mental health that is oftentimes not really a focus. And it sounds like the programs that you are doing are really across a lot of different uh, levels to, to be more whole. And that must feel very rewarding. It definitely does. And it's interesting, you know, at first, um, when you maybe take a quick glance at our website, it's, it's more of the feel good, um, doing good makes you feel good, et cetera, et cetera. But it's, and it sort of almost downplays the actual problems that we're addressing. But I have two teenagers. I've seen, you know, even pre-pandemic, children were averaging seven and a half hours of screen time, and only one in five got the daily recommended amount of exercise. And so our Treads and Trails program is actually, yeah, it's fun. We're getting kids bikes and helmets and skateboards and helmets and et cetera. But it's actually trying to combat those really troubling statistics and getting them outside moving their bodies. Same thing with, you know, our music and arts program. The arts are always the first thing to be cut, you know, funding for the arts in public schools. And so we have a couple of different things. We work with nationally touring musicians, Steep Canyon Rangers being like sort of the OG <laughs> there. We've worked with them the longest and they're absolutely incredible humans. But we, we have about at least a dozen nationally touring musicians that we partner with. And when they're out on tour, we find public schools that have a music program in need in the cities where these bands are touring. And so we work directly with the music teacher in those schools. We find out what they need. 
Candaid raises the funds, purchases the instruments and the musical equipment, and then our tunes ambassadors go into those schools, which are typically completely overlooked, don't have assemblies, don't have funding, and we've got Grammy award-winning musicians going into the schools, presenting the kids with music lessons, Q&A, performing a concert, and then revealing the fact that, hey, thanks to Candaid, we're donating all of these brand new instruments so that your music program can continue to thrive. And so um, I, I just feel really strongly that children need that creative outlet. You know, not everybody is the same type of learner. Um, mental health has all different kinds of needs and a creative expression is one that has been directly linked to lowered uh, rates of anxiety and depression. And I think that that is, you know, is really critical right now. It is absolutely so critical right now. And this is such a national story. I feel like we should be on NPR or something right now. Diana. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this can that help great. <laughs> propel somebody to say, wow, I need to know more about this. Because again, when you're talking about grassroots, you're talking about something that's unconventional and taking a different approach. And you have a a story and you've got the years to show for how that change is happening. Uh, you know, the kids are our are, are future. We have to be thinking about what is the effect of all of these dramas on the children. And it sounds like you've got all levels taken care of. And that's just amazing. So when we come back from the break, I'd like to talk a little bit more. You talked about this ripple effect and being able to kind of talk about how we can all start to feel that, how we can get connected. And tell us again what your website is. www.candaid.org. That's C-A-N-D-A-I-D.org. Well, be checking that out when we come back with Diana, because I think we all can say we need to get out and feel good and do good and know that we have the ability to make this change happen. I'm here today with Diana Ralston, and she's the founder and executive director of Candaid. So stay tuned. We'll be talking more about how you can get involved. We'll be right back. Whether you're traveling to points near or far or traveling on a life journey, every transition is an opportunity regardless of your stage of life. If you, a family member, or a loved one is looking to downsize, retire, or buy or sell a home, contact your trusted Mountain Community Advisor, Janet Oppenheimer, from Nest Realty in Asheville. As a senior real estate specialist, Janet will help and guide you through any life transition one step at a time. Contact Janet at nestrealty.com today, helping you find that perfect home to fit your next journey. Nest Realty. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my hand. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Diana Ralston, the founder and executive director of Canned Aid, a national nonprofit. And Diana, it is just so great to have you here hearing about what Canned Aid is doing. And I, I love the idea that it's a movement. You know, I grew up in a time when movements were very popular and seeing them come back that 
people are looking at putting together a movement is very exciting. And you must really see that while you're rallying people to become these catalysts for change. You know, that that phrasing came from a board retreat that we had about a year ago. And we all felt the same thing because it's not, you know, it was really hard for us to, to wrap our heads and hearts around exactly what we were doing because we do have very broad program areas. And so from an outside perspective, they look at it, and they're like, wow, these people are all over the map. Do they do water? Do they do cleanups? Are they getting kids on bikes? What, what are they doing? And the common thread throughout all of them is this people power. And the fact that, you know, as humans, we want to give back, we want to do good. That's, in my opinion, that's why we're all here on the planet is to do good things for other people. And the board really loved this idea. Hey, we're we're rallying people because we are. And as I've mentioned, after people get a taste of a candidate program where they meet their neighbor or they try something new, you know, they they didn't know that they knew how to build a bike, but we show them how. And once they have that, um, they're empowered to do more and they want more of it. So it really has been cool to see uh, all the people and how it resonates with them. And it's just, like I said, been this ripple effect. And we realized we were really onto something when communities were reaching out to us and, and wanting our programs, you know, uh, whether it was treads and trails or music and arts or um, in need of water or some environmental programs, um, they were reaching out to us instead of us trying to force things. And I think, Another thing that is unique about us is that we have this entrepreneurial mindset. And so when we go into communities, we aren't trying to shove our programs down their throat. We're asking, hey, what is the need? How, is there a way that we can help? Um, and I think that that really resonates with people and wants, intrigues them and makes them want to be part of the movement. Absolutely. I've heard that again and again and again, that you know, the old paradigm was, we're coming in, we know what you need, and we're going to make it better for you. And in fact, what works better is what you're doing is going in and saying, what can we do for you? What do you need? And Diana, I have to say, I'm sure none of this comes for free. I mean, you are a nonprofit and you are out doing good and, and getting all of these parts for skateboards and stuff. Where, where do you get your funding? So, you know, through a variety of streams, like a lot of nonprofits, we do apply for grants. Uh, We have a handful of donors that are annual. We can count on them. They're going to donate every year. But really, it's the everyday do-gooder. It's the volunteers that come to a program, love what they see, and they're able to give five bucks a month. Or, um, you know, they decide that they're going to make one annual gift at the end of the year. We also do have a number of corporate partners because our programs are pretty turnkey and customizable. So one of our largest corporate partners is Journeys, which is based in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, And they're the shoe stores that are all not just shoe stores, but primarily shoes and uh, clothing. And um, their company culture is such a perfect alignment for what we do. And so corporations that can sign on for a multiple year, you know, partnership with Candade really allow us to scale and grow. And then, um, you know, the other way that we've been able to reach so many communities is through this gig worker program that I mentioned earlier. 
And then you've got these people that, that were once volunteers that are now gig workers and they're out and they're so excited to be part of this movement that it's contagious. And so they recruit more people when they're out and it just grows and grows and grows. So it's, it's pretty cool, really. It is. It's like the heartbeat almost, It you know, <laughs> that's keeping it all just moving and moving. And so I want to talk about your website a little bit because I know I've, I've visited your website and I'd like to talk about how we can navigate the website so that we can not only get information about what you're doing, but also find ways that we can get involved, get on your newsletter, be connected so we know what's going on and how we can help and get involved. Absolutely. Um, There is a lot to see on the website there. I I don't have it up in front of me, so I don't remember exactly (laughs) everything that it says, but there is a place to sign up for our newsletter and then you'll get geo-targeted updates. So if we're going to be in Nashville or Asheville or Denver and you're in that area, you'll get an update. Hey, here's what's happening in your neck of the woods this month. And then you can sign up again for free on the website to get your volunteer slot. Oftentimes, you know, the, the events are at a park if we're doing a cleanup or they're at a brewery or a winery. And it's just, it's fun. And because we work with so many different musicians, sometimes we'll have live music at the event. So it's really just a a, a very easy, low barrier to entry or no barrier to entry, no skills required, no money required. Um, and I think that's that's another thing that's a little bit unique. I think lots of times when people are thinking about nonprofits or interacting with nonprofits, it feels really transactional. You write them a check, they say thank you, and then they reach out a year later for the same donation. And Candid is really wanting to form a long-lasting relationship. So if you don't necessarily have money, but you've got skills or you've got resources or you have a bike trailer to help us haul bikes, that's what we want to know about. And we want to know what you're passionate about so that we can like successfully pull you into this movement and plug you in where you're going to be the most effective and it's going to be the most rewarding for you. So I think that relationship aspect um, of what we're doing is also uh, really needed right now in the world. And also people seem to be responding to it. I think people are ready for it, Diana. I think it's (laughs) a long time coming and, you know, nonprofits for the most part, bless their hearts are just, a paradigm, a, a, a different, they're just different. And it's the same. And it's been the same for a long time. And certainly through COVID, you know, a lot of nonprofits were hurt. And now they're trying to, to get back up and get started again. And it seems like this model is a model that really should be taken into consideration when looking at rebuilding and, and how to just what you said, develop a relationship. I mean, that's where we that's where we are right now. And that's where we need to be. I think that's what's going to help our world uh, just get better to, by bringing people together. And I just want to give a big shout out to you and your team and your gig workers and all the people <laughs> who are making this happen. And tell us again your website so we can get on there and and get involved and help support this movement. Sure. It is www. C-A-N-D-A-I-D.org. So Candaid.org. And we certainly are always looking for more volunteers. We always need donations. So you can sign up to volunteer or make a donation right from the website. Um, and we're 
nimble and young still, like I said, we'll be nine years old in September. So if people reach out and say, hey, there's a tremendous need in my community and here's what I want to see happen, you know, we, we just might say, okay, great. And it might not be one of our current programs. And I think that's what's fun and exciting for our staff is trying to figure out, hey, how can we help this group of individuals that, that clearly wants help and has expressed a need and a desire to work with us. So, so we're definitely up for the challenge. We like trying to reinvent ourselves a little bit. I think the pandemic has taught everybody how to do that, but we, we really do enjoy the challenge. And um, it's, a, it's a pretty amazing group of people that have joined this movement, whether they're volunteers or paid staff or gig workers. It's, it's been amazing to watch. Well, I am so glad that I connected with you and that I'm able to help get the word out. And I, I want to continue and, and even encourage uh, listeners to get the word out. This is a great program and it's a way to reach so many different people on so many different levels and for all of us to be able to do good and feel good. I mean, that's what's more magical about that, right, Diana? Isn't that what we're all looking for? Yes, I agree. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You bet. Well, Diana, I would love to have you back on Speaking of Travel and talk more about what you're doing and where you're going in the future. So let's definitely stay in touch. I would love that. I think we'll have to make you come to one of our Revolution of Joy community murals in the Black Belt of Alabama next time. Well, you got it. Just keep in touch. Thank you so much. And thank you for all the work that you're doing. Well, thank you so much to Diana. And I love that we're talking about reconnecting, reconnecting with ourselves, doing good, certainly being able to think about what we can do moving forward to uh, just feel better about ourselves. And certainly being out in nature is one of the best ways to reconnect. And I think it's especially true if you're on horseback. Well, coming up next is Galen Marshall-Clark. She's the co-owner of Liminal Equus, an immersive trail riding and naturalist experience right up here in Barnardsville, North Carolina, that will connect you to the land, to people, and to animals. So stay tuned. Summertime is the perfect time to get out and explore North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. Create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com Travel Guide covers a nearly 100-mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures. Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. In other words, welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. 
So lately, I have had listeners tell me that they've had dreams of riding a horse. Now, I'm not sure what the takeaway is on this coincidence, but it seems like dreaming of horses seems to be some kind of wonderful experience. And it seems to indicate a strong need to connect to our inner self and our instincts. I would think a horse is usually seen as a positive symbol in our dreams. And I would imagine horses can symbolize endurance and freedom, certainly some powerful personal drive and ambitions. My guest today is Galen Marshall Clark. She's the co-owner and guide of Liminal Equus, an immersive trail riding and naturalist experience right here in Barnardsville, North Carolina. And it's a woman-owned cooperative business that's based on connection with land and people and animals. And Galen, welcome to Speaking of Travel. It's so great to have you here today. It's great to be here. Thank you so much. (laughs) So, Galen, I'm not sure why people are even telling me about these horse dreams that they're having, but it seems like horse energy is really important. And that's something that you and your team up there are trying to bring to a more mainstream level that people can come out and really get in touch with not only the horse, but with nature. So give us a little backstory how you ended up here, right here in Barnardsville, North Carolina. Sure. Yeah. So um, I actually grew up in Asheville and I did grow up riding horses. I come from a very horsey family. (laughs) We've always loved horses. And um, I've lived all over the country, but um, a couple years ago, I moved back here and I connected with Joy Kennedy, my business partner and the founder of Liminal Equus. And um, we just really clicked. I started out just riding with her for fun. Um, she showed me the property that we're, that she's on out in Barnardsville, which is a 340-acre fourth-generation family farm. Um, it used to be a dairy farm. It's no longer in operation, but we still have lots of beautiful agricultural land. And slowly, me and Joy built a really special relationship. And then this past year, last year, I was, Joy asked me to join the company as a co-owner and partner with her. So that's how I ended up out there. And I feel so lucky and blessed to get to experience this beautiful land we have here in Western North Carolina and to take people on a really beautiful and unique experience through that landscape on horseback. Well, that sounds really lovely. And I wanted to make sure that people even knew the name of this company is Liminal Equus. So Mm -hmm. that is something that I think might need a little explanation. What does that mean? Yeah. So liminal is a word that means the space in between things. Um, It can also refer to a passageway. Usually it refers to um, a doorway or a window. And um, it's kind of a, a allegorical word. It's um, it doesn't literally mean a window or a door. It just means like the the spaces that lead to other spaces. So for us, we Joy chose that name because um, how I interpret it, at least, is that horseback riding is a doorway into and horse interaction at all, not necessarily riding, but just being around these beautiful, powerful animals um, that are incredibly sensitive is a really powerful passageway and doorway into 
um, connecting with nature, connecting with our own sensitivities and emotions and relationships with each other and with with the more than human world, which can refer to animals, it can refer to plants, it can refer to the landscape. So that's where that name comes from. That's really so beautiful. And it sounds like the perfect name for this beautiful spot, this 340-acre historic dairy farm that's been in a family for four generations. And it sounds like it's just like the most beautiful ecosystem. And that's where people will be riding? Yeah. So um, the land is owned by Delane Evans and his family. It was bought by his grandfather um, many, many years ago. And that's where our business is based. Joy Joy and Natalie, who is our other um, partner, uh, have worked really hard to create these beautiful, beautiful trails that um, start kind of in the open fields and pasture, and then you wind up into the forest, which has actually um, been designated a biodiversity hotspot by the North Carolina um, Natural Heritage Program. And what that means is that um, it has an extremely high level of um, different species. So we have tons of plants, tons of animals, Um, out there in the woods. And we get to see a lot of those beautiful creatures and plants when you come and ride with us. Um, Just this past spring, we had so many beautiful wildflowers blooming in the forest, which are called spring ephemerals, because they only last a couple weeks at the most. Um, and we get to ride through those beautiful forest blooms. And, And then in the fall, we get the beautiful fall color, So it is just a really magical, special place. Well, it sounds magical and special and certainly a place where we can build these meaningful relationships between ourselves and these incredibly magic animals, these horses that you have. It's really such a beautiful idea. And how can people get more information? How can we get in touch with you and check out your website and see if if there's a time that we can actually come and do this? Sure, yeah. So our website is www.liminalequis.com. Very easy. Um, we are also, we all do all of our booking through Airbnb experiences. So if you go on Airbnb, there's an option to um, search you know, in different areas for experiences, not for lodging. Um, So this is a new, a fairly new um, platform that they launched about five years ago. And um, we are on that platform as Appalachian Farm and Trail Riding is the name of our experience. And we're actually um, one of the top rated experiences in our area. So if you go on Airbnb and look at the experiences page for Barnardsville or even Asheville or even a lot of places in Western North Carolina, we will pop up there um, under trail riding and animal experiences. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, I know I can't wait to get up there and have this experience and, and see this beautiful land and be able to just be at one with nature, be at one with the horses, and be at one with you and your team who will be our guides and, and help us through this this other place. Yeah, definitely. We'd love to have you, and we're excited to have 
lots of new guests this season. Um, we've had some beautiful weather, so we're really looking forward to that. <laughs> well, welcome to the community. We're so glad you're here, and we'll look forward to having you back on the show. I'd love to have you back on Speaking of Travel. And, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and really go deeper. You know, I'm again, it's like the horse theme has been coming up quite a bit in dreams and in, the, in other ways that people are connecting with these amazing animals. So I think we need some more time to get down into it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, people, even people who've never been around horses, they're just such a powerful symbol, especially in the United States. I mean, you have the Mustang, which is the symbol of, of our country in this place. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to unpack there for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Galen. And I'll look forward to, to speaking again and to getting out there and doing the experience. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you to Galen and thanks to Diana for being on Speaking of Travel this week. I think we can all agree here that we are social creatures. You know, these last few years were hard being isolated and we can see now how much we thrive when we're part of a community. Like Diana explained, when we extend a helping hand to our community, we get a positive feeling, and this creates a strong sense of belonging and connection. So why not get started helping others? Look for ways that you can help others. Maybe go out for groceries for a neighbor who can't get out too much anymore, or donate or volunteer. The benefits of giving and helping others inspires others to reach out in kindness. But we can't share without taking care of ourselves. So always ask yourself for help if you need it. Maybe do some yoga, get on a horse and get out in nature. Look for the positive and own it. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 